Hey, welcome to The Heavy with Andrew and Don, where we cover a large range of rock and metal topics for the casual listener. I am your host, Don Sutherland. With me, as always, my brother, Andrew Sutherland. What's up, dirtbags? Remember, you can email us at theheavypod at gmail.com or DM us on Facebook if you got any comments or uh, anything to say. Today, we are doing something a little different because the Grammys are coming up on Sunday, which is uh, April 3rd. Yeah. Uh, so we're... <laughs> Our playlist today is going to be uh, all five songs from what's the best metal performance category in the Grammys. Andrew's uh, going to give you some background on each artist and song, and then we're going to listen to each one, run through our thoughts on it. Uh, then we've got a couple categories at the end to make uh, predictions about the show. Andrew, anything to add? Uh, yeah, I'll just do a quick little rundown of, so you're saying it's the, uh, the best metal performance, and they describe it as... For new vocal or instrumental solo, duo or group or collaborative metal recordings. So that, that's like the description of the category. Uh, okay. So just a fun story from the Grammys early on. I can't remember if I talked about this in another episode, but the first time metal was introduced to the Grammys was uh, in 1989. There was an infamous incident where the decidedly non-metal Jethro Tull inexplicably won the first award. We uh, definitely talked I, about that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So it was back then it was known as the combined best hard rock or metal performance, vocal or instrumental. But they won it for their album Crest of a Knave, which I've never even listened to. I apparently it's not metal at all, even compared to like some of their other stuff. Um, but there was like a big outcry over that uh, that they'd won over Metallica and uh, and the Injustice for All album, which is uh, a just that is pretty much ridiculous. much better metal <laughs> album. Yeah, <laughs> at and least like it is an actual metal. metal. Yeah, yeah, it's legitimately the genre. Uh, later on, the Grammys did split it into two separate categories. So one for best hard rock performance and uh, one for best metal performance. And right. uh, Metallica actually went on to win the next three subsequent best metal performance awards for the song One, uh, a cover of Queen's Stone Cold Crazy, and for their Black album as well. That makes sense. So, uh, And then 2014, after they'd gone back and forth a bit over the years, the Grammys settled on best metal performance and including they include deserving hard rock songs in their best rock performance category, if there's any... Hard rock that's not quite metal, I guess. Mm-hmm. Something in um, between. So this episode, we're following a bit of a different format, like you were saying. Yeah. Uh, so we'll we'll list the five artists and the songs nominated in the best metal performance category for this year's Grammys, uh, listen to clips of the nominated songs, and then discuss our opinions and predictions. All right. Uh, let's get into it. I ain't got time to bleed. Days of the Jobbers! Let's put a smile on that face. I've taken a long week to quit drinking. Okay, so the first nominated song on our list is the song Genesis by Deftones. It's the first track off their new album called uh, Ohms. Right. Like O-H-M-S. Uh, the Deftones, Defto- I always say the Deftones, but their name is Deftones. They're an alternative metal band from Sacramento, California. They've been around in some form since 1988, but they didn't release their debut album called Adrenaline until 1995. They uh, they came up kind of around the new metal scene in the late 90s, uh, but they have their own distinctive sound, largely due to the singer uh, Chino Moreno's ability to switch between, uh, as I worded it in my script, uh, quasi-melodic droning and eardrum-shattering screeching. quasi <laughs> Is that a word? Is quasi-melodic a word? <laughs> uh, poetic license. Okay. <laughs> 
Uh, he actually does have a pretty cool voice, so I'm. I, yeah, it sounds no, like no, he I'm does. not. Sounds like I'm knocking him, but I like his voice. Quasi-melodic uh, is exactly the word I would use. <laughs> okay. My uh, my first exposure to them was their single called "Bored" off that first album. Uh, guitarist Stephen Carpenter's work is not necessarily technically mind blowing, but he lays down some pretty dense, heavy riffs. Mm-hmm. Um, they've uh, they've won several awards over the years, uh, but Grammy wise, they've won the me- best metal performance award in 2001 for a song called "Elite" off their White Pony album. Oh yeah, it's a good um, album. So back to back to this song. It's uh, it's probably one of the heaviest Deftones tracks, uh, at least in recent times. Anyway, since their first album, mm-hmm. uh, lyr- lyrically, uh, Moreno sings about rebirth and climbing out of the ashes. Uh, by definition, Genesis is like a beginning, right. so maybe some kind of new beginning for the band. All right, so let's uh, let's take a listen to the track. All right, so Genesis by the Deftones. Wait, no, sorry. Uh, Genesis by Deftones. You just told me that was wrong. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <All right. laughs> I'm a I'm a big Deftones guy in general and uh I was trying to write down thoughts about this <laughs> the way you describe you describe it and I was going through it and I just kept using the the term really good or very yeah. good. <laughs> you know what? It's harder than it's harder than I thought <laughs> just to be more eloquent with it. Um It is sometimes you really got to stretch the final <laughs> yeah, it's, it's tough. Uh this song has a really good <laughs> driving rhythm. So it gives off, I felt weird writing this afterwards. So I was like, it gives off tool vibes and like they've been around about as long. So um, if you yeah, don't pretty, pretty much, yeah. Yeah. Well, like I, I looked it up after to be like, Oh, 88. Yeah. That sounds stupid, but I left it there. So I, uh, they, they generally have those like slower, heavier drives to their songs. So this song's got more of it. Um, it has a tempo change as it gets through to the end of the song and finishes off really well. So I'm, I was a, I was a big fan of it. Deftones are always good. Okay. So my two cents, uh, it is heavy, but to me that didn't necessarily make it worthy of accolades. It's probably my least favorite of the five songs. Mm, Uh, I like the lyrics, to be honest, like the lyrics are pretty kind of cool, but like the new beginning, Uh, but musically to me, it just sounds kind of forced. It's like, it's almost like the Deftones wanted to make something uncompromising and heavy but they just don't have like the right chops to do it the way that I would expect it to be done. Or, like, okay. you know, like, yeah. even compared to me, to me, even when I compare it to their stuff from their first album, Adrenaline, like the stuff in Adrenaline felt more organic and like natural, where this feels a little uh, bit like, A little too refined now? I, I don't know. It just, it just feels like they're, they're, they're trying to be heavy, but they kind of lost something else in the mix. Okay. You know what I mean? Uh, I'm not saying it's terrible. Uh, you know, and most of the other stuff that I've heard on that album is actually pretty good, but it's more along the lines of the heavy alternative rock slash metal that I've come to expect from Deftones. It's, it's really Uh, funny. Just like everything you're saying is almost exactly what I wrote about a different song on the list. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I mean, we obviously, you and I have different tastes, right? So that's going to happen for sure. It's funny. It's been like completely flipped. (laughs) Yeah. I can probably guess which one of the, uh, I, I know what you're saying is going to be about one of the two songs. I, I can right. guarantee it. Well, keep those guesses at the end. And <laughs> yeah. I'll, I'll tell you if you're right. Or I guess you can tell. Let's me say like, 
I say this song is like it's like I said, it's not a terrible song. It's not bad, but yeah, but like yeah. For me, it's not a, an award winning song. Okay. Uh, the second song we're going to talk about it's called "The Alien" by Dream Theater. Uh, right. So a little history on Dream Theater, real quick. Uh, Dream Theater are an American progressive metal or rock band, depending on which album you're listening to. Some of them are heavier than others. Mm-hmm. Uh, originally, they're from Boston, Massachusetts. Although the longtime lead singer named uh, James Labrie was actually Canadian from Ontario. Oh, sweet! I didn't know that. Which is kind of cool. Yeah. Uh, originally, they were formed in 1988 under the name Majesty, uh, and eventually changed their name to Dream Theater. Uh, and it, although I don't have this in my script, uh, they named it, according to Wikipedia anyway, what I was reading, they named their band Majesty originally because they were describing a song by, uh, I think, Bastille Day by Rush, and they were describing it as Majestic, and they named their band Majesty. Oh. But then, they, like I said, they changed it eventually, but it's kind of cool that they were in a roundabout way named after a Rush song. And what a Canadian way to name a band. After a yeah, rush song. Great. <laughs> and that's before James Labrie was even in the band. Oh, was it? Oh, okay. No wonder he was yeah, he didn't join the band. The band until, he didn't join the band until like 91. He something. knew what they were all about already. Yeah. Um, so they, they've released a bunch of albums over the years. Uh, one of the most successful and respected progressive metal bands in the world. Like cool. that's not really uh, disputed. Yeah. Uh, yeah. They're definitely up, up there. Uh, Dream Theater are known for their elite technical and musical abilities, which is to be expected because they, the three uh, founding members actually were in uh, like college for music when they formed the band. Oh, interesting. So Does they, that include, they, they uh, what, what's his name, Mike Portnoy? Is that uh, yeah, Portnoy, and I believe the bassist, uh, James Young, I think his name is, and then uh, John Petrucci, the guitarist. Oh, okay. Guys, uh, too, bad, too bad Portnoy turned out to be kind of a, kind of a dummy. Yeah, well, he kind of... Revenge Sevenfold thing? He kind of effed off in like 2010 and then got just been bouncing around since then. But yeah, I remember reading like he he left them to join Avenged Sevenfold after the Rev died, and then yeah. Avenged Sevenfold like kicked him out. So I guess I'm guessing he was like a nightmare. And then Dream uh, Theory right. did not let him back in. <laughs> All I can say is regret. <laughs> yeah, you jumped the wrong ship. Yeah. So yeah. So the, their musical ability is obviously really high, and uh, Libri's got a really great vocal range. Mm-hmm. And uh, and they also are known for their complex and lengthy song structures. Yeah, yeah. This was the it was like nine minutes. So they've uh, they've been nominated for three Grammys uh, so far in their career, but no wins yet. Hmm. Uh, so the the nominated song, the Alien, it's a it's a nine plus minute epic, like you were just saying. <laughs> it is, yeah. Uh, it's got a science fiction theme. It's if you I, I don't know if you watched the video, but it's got a really cool uh, high quality CGI video, like it kind of tells a story oh, for the cool. song. And I guess it'd like have to whole, nine minutes. The full length of it too is pretty mm-hmm. cool. Uh, it's got complex time signatures, uh, plenty of guitar solos, and Labrie's vocals, like pretty soaring vocals. Uh, right. I don't think it's his most challenging vocal uh, performance, but it's uh, it's really good. Yeah. And uh, this is kind of this kind of stuff is Dream Theater's forte, like these long epic songs with all these changes and stuff. Okay. Uh, and for me, it definitely stands out with uh, the other tracks being the other tracks are more traditionally structured metal songs like verse, chorus, whatever, and this song is kind of all over the Plays place around a little but, bit yeah. but in a in a good way you know cool all right so yeah, yeah. let's uh, let's do it the alien dream theater
So yeah, it, like it it opens up pretty well. Uh, the synth is cool. I've never really listened to a lot of Dream Theater, kind of just because sometimes they just get a little too grand with all the orchestra in it, in it, and it, they get a little well, dramatic for me. <laughs> but, I mean, by definition, progressive metal is like is that right? It's like yeah, it's more complex and you know longer songs, more complex arrangements, more uh, uh, I guess what do you call it? Like there, there's lots of different parts to the songs and stuff yeah and... i i don't mind the, like longer stuff uh like i love i love tool it's just with dream theater has like an extra step that i I'm, it's not bad it's just not really what yeah. i like <laughs> but uh it's definitely like, not for everybody for sure yeah but the whole nine minutes like i still i still enjoyed it keeps you entertained for the whole nine minutes yeah yeah it's good yeah so like for me i mean the alien starts out pretty heavy especially for a dream theater song they, not all their albums are that heavy mm -hmm. uh so Probably what would come to my mind would be their album Train of Thought, which was from quite a while ago, probably 15 years ago or something. But that was also another heavy album that I, I bought that I really enjoyed. There's, right. Um, I mean, if you're in the mood for something epic and, and kind of challenging uh, and very well crafted, this is it. But it's like I said, it's not for everybody. And even for me, I have to be in the right state of mind in a for certain it mood for, for, yeah. for a nine plus minute song. Like I, yeah. <laughs> like I wouldn't listen to this if I'm, you know, like working out necessarily, right? But if I'm yeah. just chilling out and you know reading or doing something kind of right. where i just want something in the background that i'm, I'm sort of engaged in this is, uh, that's what dream theater is where it, you go yeah but but this song to be honest is it's even though it's nine minutes long it's it's there's enough going on that i can actually just sit and listen to the song and stay engaged yeah that's kind of what like i had written down like it doesn't get old at nine minutes yeah. it's if you it watch it now, also if you watch the video you'll probably really enjoy enjoy it with the, the whole, video because the whole story goes like the whole story yeah. yeah okay so the third song we're going to talk about is oh sorry before we do that i have one more thing to add because you're talking yeah. about don't listen to the song while, while you're working out uh, i worked with somebody who listened to tool like exclusively while he worked out it's like hmm. tool's great but so, it's like some of their songs just really like go on <laughs> i would listen to tool like like undertow yeah for sure undertow is all like radio like songs yeah. and, you no, know, specifically talked about the pot <laughs> that song oh like that's that's a really long song that kind of just it keeps going it's good but it's not a workout song I don't yeah think. i mean I, I would say probably undertow and enema have like yeah. the most song i guess i guess uh lateralis has a few songs too that like would, it's a little longer that one yeah but they, yeah they start getting like seven eight minutes long yeah it's a little bit much for a workout but mm -hmm. All right, sorry. Third, third song, <laughs> but we we digressed. All right, uh, song three is a song called Amazonia by Gojira. Mm -hmm. So Gojira are a French metal band. Originally, they were more of a traditional or technical death metal band, but they've gotten more progressive uh, over the years. Uh, so formed in 1986 under the band name Godzilla, but they ended up having to change their name for legal reasons and went with the Japanese version of Godzilla, which is Gojira. Uh, so right. the song is about the the uh, wonder of the Brazilian rainforest and the tragedy of destruction. Yeah, so it's got some pretty. It's got a kind of a unique guitar sound. It almost sounds like a, like a didgeridoo or something at the start there. Kind of, mm -hmm. it's kind of interesting. And then, it, yeah, it's a pretty solid drumming. Like I, I don't know if you're listening to the song. I don't know if you really can feel that the drumming is really great technically. But if you watch the video, the drummer looks pretty awesome. Like it's nuts, Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's a pretty intense video. It shows like scenes from like the rainforest getting chopped down and burned, and like uh, indigenous people in Brazil like putting their stuff on. It's pretty cool. Hmm. Um, 
Gojira has been nominated for a Grammy three times, uh, including this one, but they have also yet to win. Okay. Uh, so but they're a little younger, like, right? Like they've been. They are. They, they've been around for theater? a while, but they're they're a bit younger than like the the first two bands. Okay. Sure. All right. Let's uh, let's listen to it then. Yeah, Amazonia by Gojira. This one, this was my favorite song of the five. I absolutely okay. loved it. <laughs> like I can say, I, I I also well, you go ahead and finish, but I enjoyed it as well. But yeah, you know. no, it was it was amazing. I I don't know. I've just never actually listened to any Gojira, so this is my first experience with them, uh, and I was I loved it. It immediately went on. <laughs> it immediately went on my playlist, like my personal playlist. I it was it was great. Like it's it's heavy. It's got a good formula. Doesn't go too wild in either direction like it's just solid and i i'm going to be listening to a lot more gojira yeah uh well i'd say it's got that really cool guitar sound at the start yeah like i said like it almost sounds like a i think didgeridoo would be the right instrument to compare it to i, I think yeah similar um but uh for me gojira has almost like a roots era sepultura feel to it in this track mm -hmm. you, you might not be familiar with that but if you well, listen I know to Sepul sepultura 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 <laughs> Sepultura. <laughs> All right. Yeah. No, I, I know them. Uh, Sepultura is Portuguese for grave, apparently. But. Oh, how creative of <laughs> <Yeah>. them. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, like, their the Roots album was like their last album they did with uh, Max Cavalera before he left the band. And it, right. it's got a lot of, uh, like, um, I guess we would say, like, a, um, traditional, like, the, like the, the indigenous people there, like their drum beats and stuff, like the, from, from Brazil and stuff. Like, it's got a lot of cool yeah. sounds like that. And, uh, hmm. yeah, to me, I mean, also because it's not in a small part, not in small part to being about the Brazilian rainforest as well. And Sepultura is from Brazil originally. But, mm -hmm. uh, uh, it definitely just gave, gave me that vibe anyway. Um, there's a great comment from the uh, video on YouTube. I was like reading the comments. And, uh, <laughs> the comment was a French band with a Japanese name singing, singing in English about the Brazilian rainforest. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> like that, that was pretty awesome. Whole United Nations in the song. So yeah, the, the more I listened to the song, honestly, at first I wasn't really into it, but the more I listened to it, the more I got into it. And then also watching the video, I got really into it. Yeah. Uh, so it's, it went for me, it went to be from being like a good song to being like a verging on great song. Okay. So I yeah. I do I do really enjoy it. So I, I, I agree like I, I like I like that you like it. <laughs> okay. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks, man. <laughs> okay. We'll move on to the fourth song. Yeah. Uh, this fourth song is Pushing the Tides by Mastodon. Uh, mm -hmm. so Mastodon is an American metal band. They're from Atlanta, uh, categorized as uh, sludge metal or stoner metal, uh, progressive metal, depending on which song, which album. Sometimes a combination of all of those things. Uh, metal, the huh? band that makes sense i guess the, the band formed in 2000 so they've been around for quite a while uh they've had the same four members for all their studio albums which is incredible they had originally they had another singer but he didn't pan out like he quit before mm -hmm. they released their first studio album uh, good <laughs> yeah no it definitely worked out for it them. worked out yeah so they have this unique sludgy sound which 
sludge metal, I guess. You know? <laughs> uh, and they sense. have some, they've had some relative commercial success, especially for a metal band, uh, which I guess that's what I mean by relative. That's true. No, they, success. yeah, they, like, they played at, um, cause I went to the second last, no, I guess it was the last Pemberton Festival in mm -hmm. Canada. That's a festival in, in BC. And it was all just like, it was like J. Cole, Snoop Dogg, like a bunch of just typical artists. And then like Mastodon yeah. was randomly in the list and they were amazing. <laughs> Oh, did you watch them? That's awesome. Yeah, I got, well, I, I was with a bunch of other people, so I got to see like two songs. Yeah, we were doing. They're actually stuff, coming but... to Cal. They're actually coming to Calgary in a month, and I might actually go. We should. In a we month. Should go. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. One uh, of the great. We'll like, yeah. Oh damn. <laughs> well, yeah, we'll talk about this after. <laughs> I would be very interested in that actually. Yeah. That'd be a fun show. Anyway, uh, mm -hmm. yeah. so I was saying they have that unique kind of like sludgy sound, and they yeah. have some. They've been successful. They have. Uh, their, one of their critically acclaimed albums was a concept album in 2004 called Leviathan, based on the book Moby Dick, which is a kind of a cool. I love that album so much. Yeah, it's it, it, there's some pretty good stuff in there. Um, I'm so as far as this song goes, I'm not sure about the exact meaning of the song, but the music video shows some kind of like twisted survival game overseen by some creepy old dudes, kind of squid squid game style. I just that's what I was thinking. <laughs> Sounds like squid game. Yeah. So maybe it's like a metaphor for something in real life. Yeah. I guess. Um, so Mastodon has actually been nominated for six Grammys, including this one, and they have won it once in 2018 for best metal performance for their song Sultan's Curse. Oh, okay. So they have won before, which is okay. Cool. And more recently than I would have thought. Yeah. Yeah. Like just from their, probably, I guess their last album before this one. Mm -hmm. So cool. Yeah. Let's, uh, give it a listen. Sweet. All right. Pushing the tides, Mastodon. So as we as we were talking about, like I love Leviathan. Leviathan is probably like top five of albums that like my favorite albums. Uh, the yeah. Hunter. If you listen to, I assume you listen to more Mastodon than just Leviathan. You, uh, I have, but, but Mastodon's not one of my bands that I've really listened to a ton. Okay. Like I, okay. they're they're a band that I. Uh, well, I mean, I'll talk a bit more about it in a second. But I I get into them, but it takes me a little while. I'm not like. I don't hear them and it'd be like, oh, I love this right away. It's like I have to Interesting. give it a bit. Of, it takes me a few listens to get into them. Interesting. So. I'm like the opposite with Mastodon. <laughs> like I, they always get the benefit of the doubt for me. Um, but the, the Hunter, you would really like the Hunter. That's I put it right underneath Leviathan. It's very good. Okay, we'll check it out. Yeah, the, the whole album's right. great. Um, but to talk about the song, this song did not do it for me. I was, I was uh, not not really a fan like the the hook is kind of catchy i don't really like the way um i can't remember his name the lead singer sings over the the music uh i probably won't come back to it too much i still love mastodon but i wanted to like this i'm like this just isn't the same so i also wasn't into it at first like i am with most mastodon stuff like mastodon is always an acquired taste for me it's like i have to yeah. listen to it for a bit before i really get it because I think mm -hmm. it, I think a lot of it has to do with their, how dense their sound is, and I don't really pick yeah, up that on is true. right away. Mm -hmm. um, so I once I listen to it a few times, I start to get what's going on in the song. I start to hear the guitar. I start to hear like the 
the hooks i start to hear like mm-hmm. all the all the instruments kind of for what they are instead of just being like a just a mash of sounds you know that's true yeah but uh after a few listens and watching the video uh i really started to like it actually and the guitar work is actually sneaky good like when you when you listen to it a few times okay. and uh i really like uh drummer so the drummer's name is brand daler and he has a really good voice actually and uh, i think he has actually a better voice than the lead singer who the guitarist whatever but i can't remember his name but uh brand daler's vocals in the chorus are really good and it's like pretty catchy like the chorus and okay. and honestly the first listen i didn't even think it was that catchy but i listened to it a few times and like actually ended up liking it quite a bit okay maybe maybe that was my problem maybe this is this is where mastodon becomes something i need to really get into this i i would i would recommend for this song that you give it a few listens and okay. then you'll start to like for even for me it took probably like three or four listens and i'm like you know what i get it now like i, okay. I like it. and actually i honestly watch the video too because when you watch the yeah. video you'll see uh the drummer brand daler like kick in with the chorus and okay. it's just like wow like it kind of makes it just more profound you know the, the, it the, yeah. the effect you know yeah maybe i'll uh maybe i'll try listening to it a couple times after this and next yeah. next time we record i'll let you know if my mind was changed so on to the fifth and last song. Yeah, final song. It's, we're going to do, it's called The Triumph of King Freak, and in brackets, A Crypt of Preservation and Superstition. And End bracket. Uh, end bracket by Rob Zombie. <laughs> That's a, so, kind of a, a real Rob Zombie title on it. <laughs> uh, quick Rob Zombie uh, rundown. Uh, Rob Zombie is an American musician originally coming from to fame as the lead singer in the band called White Zombie that formed in 1985 and they broke up in 1998 and Zombie went solo. So, so musically, you classify Rob Zombie stuff, I guess, probably White Zombie as well, as uh, industrial metal or maybe shock rock because he's got mm-hmm. a pretty theatrical stage show. Yeah. Uh, and I've actually seen him. I saw him like 20-odd years ago at OzFest. It was pretty awesome. Wow. Um, Is that where you saw? Uh, I know you saw Pantera at one point. I saw Pantera in Vancouver. Uh, I saw Rob Zombie at Ozfest in at the Gorge by Spokane. That's cool. That's where like Black Sabbath was the headliner for that mm-hmm. one. That's really cool. cool. Um, but yeah, he had like these barrels like shooting fire and these girls dancing. It was it was like Sweet. just a lot of stuff going on. It was pretty yeah. cool. Um, like I I was never a huge huge fan of Rob Zombie's music, but like I was a, a big White Zombie fan. Not so much Rob Zombie, but his stage show definitely. Yeah, it's worth going to see him for sure. Does he still play white zombie stuff? I don't believe so. Hmm, Not that I remember. But I mean, it was a long time ago, so. Yeah. um, So he's also known for his movies as a director, like uh, House of a Thousand Corpses uh, and his Halloween remake. I think he made a couple of them, among others. A friend made me watch this. Devil's Rejects him? Is that? Uh, Yeah, that was the the sequel to House of a Thousand Corpses. So like House... We're kind of digressing again here, but so House it's of a Thousand Corpses. I, I actually liked House of a Thousand Corpses because like, I was really into horror movies for a long time, and and I actually really enjoyed it. But then, honestly, Devil's Rejects was like too much for me. Yeah, <laughs> I, I don't that even was the only one I saw, it. and I wasn't really into it. So he's been nominated for Grammys five times, uh, including this one, okay. and he has also not won yet. Apparently, wow, five and no uh, wins. I would have yeah, thought he so, got at least something. Uh, before we before we get into the song. Uh, I watched the video and it's like a typical Rob Zombie video. It's really artsy and twisted. Lots of cool imagery and sampling. Mm-hmm. Uh, not sure the exact meaning of it, but he always seems to kind of delve into the dark, <laughs> dark subculture and occult stuff. Yeah. Uh, but 
yeah, it's, it's a cool video though. Like honestly, the video definitely uh, adds to the song. I would Sweet. say. Okay, so yeah, I'll, have to, I'll have to check that out. All right, so let's do uh, it. Yeah, Triumph of King Freak, uh, bracket a crypt of preservation <laughs> and superstition and bracket Rob Zombie. So yeah, this one was it's kind of middle of the road. I don't I don't mind Rob Zombie. Um, as I was saying, sometimes he's a bit too out there, just sort of yeah. in like experimentation with the the song and that sort of thing. Yeah, it's like it's like he tries for Rob Zombie. It's like he tries so hard to be weird, you know? Yeah, that's kind of what it feels like. Yeah, and like I'm sure that, he's like kind of a weird guy, but at the same time, like Al Jorgensen was saying, we we're talking about ministry. Is like he's kind of he's an artist, right? He's not he's not like a psychopath or like. He's not actually crazy. He's just like he's an artist. Is all is is his art, right? He's yeah. For the most he, part, like these these guys are just like that's a really big show, but they they it's part of the show. It's not just like cal- it's insane. calculated, yeah. right? It's <laughs> yeah. all it's all organized and calculated and stuff. And yeah, but saying that, he's very creative. And oh uh, yeah, definitely. So, what do you think of the song, though? Uh the song it was it was good. Um, but it like like we said, he kind of. Uh, tries tries a lot to just put crazy stuff in there and it jumps around a little too much for me to really catch on to it um so it's like it's yeah. not it's not bad it's very rob zombie and doesn't feel forced just not yeah. uh, not usually what i want to listen to it's definitely his style so it's like, i mean yeah, you can't no. force and that's like always been his style exactly and, yeah and like definitely... it's it's a pretty honest song i think yeah yeah well, he, like, there's a lot of samples. He always he, he always throws in a lot of samples, and he he was did that even more so with White Zombie back in the day, which uh, they had made more them... samples. Wow. Oh yeah, there's a ton of like in the earlier stuff, like tons of samples. Yeah, I haven't really listened to a lot of White Zombie. Uh, yeah, so I, I can recommend some stuff to you for sure because I like I Absolutely, love White Zombie. Yeah, I mean if it's so, if it's like Rob Zombie just scaled back a little bit, then that's great. Yeah, it's it's it's, it's Rob Zombie with like the songs are a little more interesting. I would say. Okay. Um, cool. So. I I like the song. It's it's a solid Rob Zombie style tune. Like it's his it's his style for sure. Yeah. Uh, the guitarist John Five is his guitarist, and John Five is a great guitarist. Uh, mm-hmm. He's always a highlight of anything he's in. Uh, and it's both like heavy and catchy. It's it's not not mind blowing, but it's it's a good song. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, so uh, so we're done the songs. Uh, yes, I guess we got to like who do we think is gonna win? Well, I guess. Let's let's say so. Let's say who you think should win, and then who do you think will win? Let's let's do it that way. Oh, I had these flipped. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, whichever uh, order you do it in, I'll do it the same way. Okay. Um, so who do I think should win? Um, I mean, it's the one that I loved the most, "Amazonia" by Go Gojira. Yeah. Like it was my favorite song on the list. If if it was my pick, I would pick them just because it's. Almost the most straightforward metal song on the list, I feel, and I and it, I feel like it does it really well. But we already kind of yeah. talked about the songs. Okay, and yeah. who do you think will win? Uh, I think the Deftones. Well, originally I thought the Deftones were going to because they're it's the Grammys, so they got to pick someone artsy. Uh, that's why bands like Arcade Fire win best best album. But um, hearing that Rob Zombie has been nominated five times and hasn't won anything makes me think that they they would possibly just throw him one. 
Yeah. So I think that Rob Zombie is going to win. Okay. So in my mind, like, it was probably obvious to the listeners, you know, the way I was talking about it. I would probably, I want Dream Theater to win. Okay. Like, I, I really, I think Dream Theater is very deserving. Uh, they're super talented. They write, like, really complex songs that, like, they really kind of push the limits of, like, creativity. Right. I find and like they're they're super talented and like not very many bands, you know, after say like Rush, or, you know, or can can write a nine minute song that keeps and you make it worthwhile the entire yeah. time, and there's just so much going on there and there's and it's all good to me and it's just like mm-hmm. uh, I I just really think that they deserve uh, some recognition for you know their talent and uh, yeah, that's and a fair that's a yeah. fair assumption I think but. As as far as who I think will win, uh, I mean, for the Grammys to pick a nine-minute song is very unlikely, yeah. I would think. But uh, I would think I'm, I'm probably in the same along the same lines as you. I would say probably the Deftones or Rob Zombie, okay, because they're the most recognizable names. First of all, like, yeah, that's too. They're both, they're both on major. Too. They're both major label artists. Uh, they're both uh, been huge for a commercially long time, you know? successful. Like. The Deftones, I think the Deftones are, are definitely deserving of awards at some point. I just don't think this song is it, my, personally. Yeah. Um, okay. I would actually pick the Rob Zombie song over the Deftones song, but but I'm going to agree with you. It's going to be probably one of those two. Okay, interesting. But if I was to list who I think should win it, it would probably be uh, you know, Dream Theater and then maybe Gojira and then uh, Mastodon, Rob Zombie, and then Deftones. Those would be my order. Yeah, I can accept. I can accept that mostly because yeah. my choice was second. So we're not we're not really disagreeing too much here. Yeah, no, very, I, I really enjoyed. Yeah. I really enjoyed Amazonia as well. Right, so, cool. and I think when you watch the video, you'll like it even more. Okay. Honest. Yeah. No, I'm gonna be checking it out right after this. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Do you have any Do you have any songs that you wish had been nominated? Because I do have one myself. What happened when I was looking at the Grammys and I was thinking, okay, so what songs are eligible to be nominated for this award? And uh, so it's anything, I think it was from 2020 September to 2021 September sometime, whatever the date is. There's like this window they have and there's so many songs that were released in that window of time. Um, And and what I really found was most of the songs on this list are, or most of these artists are major label artists. And there's so many artists that are on independent labels or smaller labels that are like really good, and there's so like there's just there was actually so many better songs <laughs> that I found like that I that I would have personally rather yeah. seen. Um, okay. There's a lot of songs that people really like that aren't really my thing. Like I'm not huge into like metalcore stuff. Like some of the some of the American scenes, like, yeah. You know, I don't mind some of it, but I I can name off a few songs that I think people should check out that came out within that time frame that are really good. Yeah. Uh, and and I, I tried to pick all these. I tried to pick songs that all had were singles that had music videos as well. Okay, so like they actually would be eligible for the award. Yeah, in yeah. theory, I believe. Yeah. Okay. Cool. So, uh, what what did you tell me your song first, and then uh, and then I'll give you uh, my list of songs. Well, you had like this this big eloquent explanation for how you feel about the song selection process. So I'm, like, I'm very uh, I'm very passionate. I can see. <laughs> Yeah, uh, but then I come into mine and it's like, uh, all right, my song is this, and that's it, and I have nothing else to say. Uh, but it was Phalanx, Trivium, 
just because uh, I'm kind of a huge I'm a huge Trivium guy, as I've kind of talked about a little bit. Um, yeah. And this song specifically, it's like from get, uh, in the Court of the Dragon album. Uh, yeah, I think so. Um, and they usually like stay away more from the. Uh, I I for lack I think it's just screaming. I don't remember the actual term yeah. for it, but he's uh, like Matt Heafy finally gets back to it. Not doesn't do as much as he should because it gives their songs a really good balance and it's got a really catchy chorus. The guitar work, everything feels kind of like old Trivium. So I was a big fan of it. Yeah. And they they always have. Uh, I didn't check out the music video for this, but I usually watch their music videos because they put on great performances. Like they built a whole. I follow some of the guys. They built a whole new studio in some sort of like air hanger thing. <laughs> like they bought a hanger yeah. and just built a studio there. So they're all about the well, I, I, performances. I've seen them live and I can attest to them being really good. Live. Yeah. No, they're amazing. Yeah. Seen, seen them live too. Cool. I respect oh. that pick. Yeah. I, I don't think in the Court of the Dragons, like their best album, but I, I listened to it. And it's pretty, pretty solid. Yeah. Like this song yeah. spe- specifically is. Yeah. Phalanx. It yeah. Is. I'm going to listen to that again. I know I've heard it, but I, I'll give it another try. Yeah, it's very good. Um, so I've got a list of like, I actually added another song. So I've got like six songs. Okay. <laughs> I've, I've actually, I could probably pick a lot more, but I'm going to just keep it to six just so we can. Yeah, but they'll be on a playlist uh, too. So we'll be able to. Yeah. I'll, well, I, I actually, what I did is I, uh, when I was researching this a, a little bit, because obviously there's the five songs that were the songs that were nominated already. That wasn't really our choice. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I looked up lists of people's favorite songs from 2021. Yeah. And I, I compiled a playlist of a whole bunch of songs that were on top lists of all these songs. And then there's some that I love, some that I'm okay with, and some that I don't really love, but it's some people might. Mm-hmm. Uh, so depending on what, you know, what they're into, what, what genres they prefer. Uh, but I'm going to, make that playlist available uh when we release this I'll, I'll make a bonus playlist with all those songs okay cool yeah Sounds good. so to, to just go I, I won't do a huge i know we're probably running a bit long in time now so i'll just kind of give a quick spiel on these songs and we can Song, songs to check out yeah but people can check them out they all have videos on youtube you can check out first is a band called sabaton who i've seen live who are really good uh songs called steel commanders um kind of a it's like symphonic sort of power metal like Really cool stuff, really right. like war themed. Gotcha. Uh, the next song is called "Fit for an Autopsy," or sorry, sorry, the band. The band is called "Fit for an okay. Autopsy." Yeah, yeah. The song is called "Far from Heaven." Okay. Uh, it's a really oh, yeah. cool song. It's kind of like your autopsy hasn't uh, been done yet. Yeah, it's it's kind of a. I, I guess it's sort of death metal, but it's like kind of melodic. Uh, it's it's got a cool. There's a bunch of different parts to it, and it's it's got a really cool video, and cool. Uh, the the guitarist is really phenomenal. So. I'm going to throw this song in the middle, but this is like, I've been obsessing about this song for the last few days, but uh, it's a song by Andrew WK, if you can believe it. You know who Andrew WK is? No. Who is he? For real? You don't know who he is? No. Like that Party Hard guy or She Is Beautiful? You don't you ever hear those songs? I, she Is Beautiful. Isn't that James Blunt? No, that's a different song. Uh, that's a totally different song, probably. Uh, anyway. You never heard Party Hard? Oh my God, you got to check that out. That was, uh, it, that was huge when I was like, just coming out of high school, so... Uh, maybe if you're oh, okay. anybody so from I, my era I, will know it when I was three. Okay. <laughs> but uh, Andrew WK put out a new album this year or last year, I guess. Uh, but the first song on it's called everybody sins and it's awesome. And the okay. video is really cool. He's, he's a really goofy guy. Mm-hmm. So like when he does his videos, he's always got like, these weird facial expressions and stuff. And there's like a lot of just weird imagery and stuff, but it's a, uh, it's a really good song. And uh, the chorus is like super catchy. 
Uh, the the okay. next song is uh, by a band called Avatar, and the song is called Going Hunting. And uh, Avatar is kind of, uh, they kind of remind me a little bit of like Ghost. I think they're Swedish or something like that, but they're they're kind of like a, almost like a shock rock sort of, um, I guess their older stuff is a little more like melodic death metal, but their newer stuff's closer to more power metal kind of, but they, 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 the guy wears like the lead singer wears like the, the face paint and stuff and right. they're a little more theatrical. Okay. Uh, but the song is called Going Hunting and it's a single off their newer album and it's, uh, like, and I, I'm kind of relating all these songs to the videos and the video is really cool. Yeah. And, like, well, I guess it, if it's performance too. Yeah. The guy's got like a really good voice and okay. they're just like when the song hits, when the, like when the guitars kick in and like when they sing in the chorus and stuff, it's just a really, it's a really good song. The next song is by a band called Spirit Box. They're actually Canadian. They're from somewhere in Vancouver Island, I guess. Okay. Uh, the the lead singer is a, a female. She's got a really cool voice. Uh, and the song is called Circle With Me. That's another cool song. Hmm. And uh, the last song I'm going to mention is by a band called Frozen Soul, who are they're pretty much like a traditional American death metal band. They sound a lot like a band called Bolt Thrower, who I believe were British, but they're like an okay. old death metal band from like the late 80s uh, 90s mm -hmm. uh, but the song is called crypt of ice and it's like it's a traditional death metal song so it's pretty simple super heavy uh but the like the start of the song they kind of lead into it and then like the uh the guitars kick out for a second and there's the double the double bass kicks in yeah and just when the double bass kicks in i'm like it gets me so amped i just freaking love it do you love when songs cut out like oh. that i'll have to check yeah, that I, th I think you'll I think you'll definitely like yeah. the way that song kind of kicks in the double bass there just kind of uh, laughing at their cold theme they're really sticking with <laughs> like frozen yeah, soul they're from with device <laughs> then they're actually from texas which is kind of funny but. oh so oh so they're just <laughs> pining for some sort of cold weather i gotcha yeah so yeah those are just six songs that really stood out to me when i was kind of going through all the people's favorite songs from 2021 mm -hmm. uh so yeah, some recognition. I'll, yeah, I'll throw them all on the on the uh, bonus playlist, and uh, I really recommend people go check out the videos and the songs for sweet. The, not only the five uh, nominees for uh, the best metal performance, but also these uh, songs that we've mentioned. Yeah, yeah, no, those sound good. I'll be checking those out too. Um, so uh, just to sort of restate it, the uh, Grammys are on Sunday, April third at uh, six o'clock Mountain Time. Uh, Andrew, do you have any final thoughts? on it uh no i, I mean i'm just kind of interested to see who they pick and mm -hmm. i mean I, I don't really watch the grammys but uh this year i might because we have you know some predictions going on so uh there's more I, reasons I to actually, watch it yeah i'll probably i'll at least watch the you know the the rock and the metal uh, categories anyway. yeah the ones that are interesting i've uh, i've been watching a lot of simpsons and they really it kind of stops around 2000 but in the 90s they really ragged on the grammys the simpsons did not like the grammys at all yeah, well, I mean the Grammys are pretty fixed, man. Like they're it's, it's a bullshit award show, which most award shows are. But that's true. I guess. Well, okay. Sorry, sorry like, most most mainstream award shows are bullshit. True. Just like thinking back though, yeah, I think it was 2014. I think it was 2014 was the year of like in like the rap category, it was all like white people, and Kendrick Lamar didn't get nominated for Good Kid, Mad City, or he didn't win or something like that. Like it was really yeah. ridiculous. Yeah, I mean that's uh, out of my. Uh, you know, area of expertise. It was a, but, it uh, was a big deal when I was in high school because that album. It does so sound. Cool, it does sound pretty ridiculous. It was. Yeah. It was really silly. I think J Cole got snubbed too. But anyways, yeah. uh, <laughs> this is this is a heavy metal podcast. But, uh, <laughs> no, okay. I, I, hey, I have no problem talking about rap. Like, I, I, there's lots of rap that I like too. So, 
Yeah, that's true. I've seen your CD collection. Yeah, not, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna knock. I'm not gonna knock any genre of music. There's there's good music in every genre for mm-hmm. the most part, except for maybe polka. Right. Hey man, John Candy, <laughs> he likes polka. That's good enough for me. Oh, yeah, and Home Alone. Yeah. He's a polka king. Um, that's uh, yeah, that is going to uh, do it for this episode of the Heavy. Then, so you can see a show notes for the complete list of songs that you heard in this episode, uh, including the extra ones that Andrew talked about, and a link to the Spotify playlist. Got all the songs on it, and then be sure. Just subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite podcast app if you like the show. Tell a friend. Leave us a rating on iTunes. Our website is www.theheavy.ca. You can email us at heavypod at gmail.com. Uh, follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at The Heavy Pod on all of those. And our show is edited by Ian Sutherland. Andrew does all the research. Our brother Rob designed our logo. Our theme song is Stallions of the Highway by Savage Blade. I'm your host, Don Sutherland, and thanks for listening. We will uh, catch you in two weeks. Later.